the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, here I am, and here you are. It's wonderful to be together, and we are brides to be ready and waiting. We've been talking about how can we prepare ourselves to be those brides, a beautiful bride of Christ. You know, I love the illustrations in the Bible. I love all the symbolism. And the Bible talks about Jesus as the groom, and we are the bride. The church is the bride, and we are to be prepared, ready, and waiting for him. We talked about yesterday how we wanted to prepare our life. We went, we go gown shopping. Those are the righteous acts of the saints. We gather the decorations, all the inner details of your life, all your days. You gather them, and you take them before the Lord, and you say, God, here's, here's who I am. I want to be ready. I want to be waiting. I want to be pure. And today we want to talk about how can we live our life uh, our unique calling before the Lord as we wait. You know, it says in John 10, 9 to 11, Jesus says, I am the gate. Anyone who enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The sheep, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his sheep life for the sheep that's in John 10 I love that because it gives us such a picture of the heart of God doesn't it you are this bride preparing your life to be united with Jesus the groom and whether that is just one day in heaven when he calls you home to heaven or if that's one day when he returns he you know we're to long for his appearing and when he comes back to the earth so there might be something that he is calling you to do, inviting you to do as you are preparing as the beautiful bride. And so the challenge is to live your life in that calling, to live your life unique to you. It says in Psalm 37, 4, to take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So is there a word, a prayer or a verse that just captures your sense of calling in these days? These are kind of the waiting days. You know, you think about when you went to get married, you, you, you did all the preparation, you know, you've been done your gown shopping, you have your decorations, you've gathered those, but then it felt like you had to wait, especially the girls today. It seems like they're engaged for such a long time. So you have to wait and wait and wait and wait. Uh, but that's how it is with the Lord, isn't it? Right now we want to just get everything ready, get your life in order Get your life ready, a purified heart, working out, li- living out the righteous acts of the saints, 
and then we wait. You know, the Bible talks about longing for his appearing and desiring him above all others. You know, God understands that. I think that we, we want to examine our heart and realize that we want to long and wait for his return. I used to think, oh, I don't want Jesus to return because I want to get married and have kids and buy a house and have a dog and a white picket fence. And I, I have hobbies that I want to enjoy. I, I, you know, I had so many things. I thought there's too much life. Why, why would we want to long for the Lord to return? But we should and we do because this this world will one day pass away. This world will one day fade away. And we want the things of this world to have less of a hold on us and our heart to be longing for him, to be longing for heaven, to want to be with the Lord, to want to be with him one day and to desire him over all else. You know, Moses is a great example of this. In Deuteronomy thirty-two twelve. it says, The Lord alone led Moses and no foreign God was with him. And in first Timothy five, five, the widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues day and night to pray and ask God for help. You know, that widow, she, God was everything to her. And that's where we want to line our heart to where we're just longing. We can't wait to see the Lord. We can't wait to see heaven one day. We, we want to be with God and the earth is our practice time. This is our time where we learn to do that, where we put our heart in alignment with him. We're longing and desiring and actually tells us too long for his appearing in second Timothy four, eight. It says now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So we want to desire him alone, no others. So the question you have to ask yourself is this. Is there any person, place, or a thing that has come between you and God alone? And if it is, what, it, what could that be? It could be a person. It, it, could, be a, it could be a job. It could be a boat. <laughs> it could be that thing. I, I don't know if there's a thing that you, you maybe you, you love horses more than you love God. Maybe you love uh, your sports more than you love God. I don't know. But is there anything, a person, place, or thing that's come between you and God alone? And then if, if the answer to that is yes, are you willing to release that to him and to put him in the very first place? That's what Moses did. That's the challenge of the widow in first Timothy five. And that's our challenge in our heart to put him as number one and to long and to desire him alone. And that's how it is when you're that newlywed, right? God, your, your, your husband to be is the only one that you want. So we want it to be that way spiritually as brides to be ready and waiting. So the next thing is we build the relationship. We begin to build the relationship communication with the groom through our prayer assignments. It says in Song of Songs 410, How delightful is your love, my sister, my bride, and how much more pleasing is your love than wine and the fragrance of your perfume more than any spice. So how, how do we communicate with the groom? How do we do that? How do we build this relationship with the Lord? Well, one, you know, there's a lot of joy and excitement. 
Just as in preparation for a wedding, there's a lot of joy and excitement. Well, the same way your relationship with the Lord, there's joy and excitement. And it's through worship and praise. And that's how you communicate with him. You communicate with him through worship and praise and thanksgiving. Those are some of the ways that you communicate with him. It says in Zephaniah three seventeen, the Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I bet you never thought about it that way, but it's a two-way street. You've, you, maybe you've thought about, I want to worship God, I want to praise God, but do you realize it, it, he also wants to rejoice over you with singing. He wants you to receive his love. He wants you to feel his presence. He wants you to know that he is with you and how much he loves you so very, very, very much. It says in Psalm 19:5 that it's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run its course. God, he, he loves you. He rejoices over you, rejoices with you. So you want to build the relationship just as you are when you're engaged and you have that fiance, you're building that relationship with communication. So giving and receiving prayer and praise are that two way street. It brings us so much joy. Pour out your love, pour out your adoration to him and receive in return his love and his presence. It says in first Thessalonians two nineteen. for what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. You know, Paul's telling the Thessalonians, you are our joy. And and there is a crown. There's so much in this. We want to prepare our hearts. We want to really prepare our hearts because we are brides-to-be. So how are you building your communication with the groom? That's the question I want to ask you today. So the next thing, once you, uh, you're building, building this communication with Jesus, the groom, the next thing you have to do is gather the guests, right? Just like every bride, she's making a list and she's checking it twice. She's, she's going to her mother-in-law and father-in-law. Can we, who's, who are you going to invite? And going to her mom, who do you want to invite? Everybody has their idea of who is on the guest list, right? The guest list is very, very important Well, there's also a guest list for getting ready to be a bride of Christ. And it says in Matthew 22, 8, then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you will find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And then the wedding hall was full of guests. Interesting. In God's kingdom, he makes this great invitation and he says, come, I want you to come. And some say no, and some turn it down. But who is on your list to invite to heaven? Who's on your list of people to invite to eternity, to get ready to come to the great, great wedding banquet of heaven? That's this is time to make a list. You know, I actually have a list in my Bible of people that I'm praying. I'm praying for them to come into Eternity, come to know the Lord. Do you have a list? Revelation twenty two seventeen. the spirit and the bride say, come and let the one who hears say, come, let anyone who is thirsty come and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. I love that. 
So have you written out your guest list? Take some time to do this and begin to pray over each name and imagine that if they weren't at the table of the great wedding banquet one day, how would that make you feel? Then the next thing to do is to send out the invitations. You know, you have to send out the invitations. You have to begin to invite people, invite people to know the Lord, invite people to know heaven, invite people to know eternity, have a bold faith. You know, when you're a bride to be, you send out invitations and people come. And then we have the wedding day. Finally, finally, it will be the wedding day. It says in John three twenty nine, the bride belongs to the bridegroom. That's you. And Jesus is the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and is now complete. That's John 3:29. So heaven is our home. And one day there's going to be the wedding supper of the lamb. There's going to be reuniting with loved ones that you already love that are already in heaven. There are so many promises of heaven that bring us hope. And in all these times of, of pressure, realize that you are a bride to be. You're getting ready and you're waiting. You're gathering the guests, sending out the invitations, getting ready for that wedding day. I'm excited. I'm excited. Are you? You are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. It's been a great day. I hope you'll stay with us. I have a wonderful guest coming up. She too is getting ready to meet our wonderful groom, Jesus, one day in eternity. So I want you to hear this story. You are listening to Simply for Women. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.